Wright Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. All right. Good evening. My name is Vinnie White. On the buttons this evening, pressing them in the correct-ish order, is Elliot, unpronounceable last name. Hello, Elliot. Yeah. And... Also, through the glass, is a big, burly, tattooed sex god, otherwise known as Dave Eddy, who often comes in to peruse this show, proving that he has very little taste in quality radio. My name is Vinnie White. I will be your host for the next hour of fun-packed shenanigans here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. We talk about spiders using leaves as a megaphone. Fact! That's what scientists have worked out. I'll get into that later. We also talk about Eurovision, uh, which is a song contest that's it's so, so tacky. Tackier than the floor of a badly managed glue factory. And that happened over the weekend. So we will uh, investigate that. And uh, I don't know what else will happen. You can get involved in the show. Steer this ship. Because uh, I am not a reliable skipper. Um, 4168721010 on the phone. And you can text the show at any time, and I do encourage it because it's snappy and easy and it pops up on a screen in front of me. You can text right now, 71010. And uh, you can also do the Star Talk 8255. And if you're calling from foreign fields, because you know we have a lot of the old international listeners. Yeah, we do. It's not just my mum in England. It's pl- plenty of people. Got a text last week in the show from someone in Luxembourg. I didn't even know Luxembourg had people. It's that small. I just thought it was like two sheep and a truck stop. So hello to my listener in Luxembourg, if you're still there uh, in the population of two or three or whatever you are. Um, And actually, can I encourage that? Even if you're in the United States of freedom, if you could also text in on 71010. We we have no borders here on radio. And uh, we make no accusations or assumptions about cultures. So if uh, Americans can be bothered to get off the couch and uh, shuffle their fat bellies to the phone, then do text on 71010. Um, so, what are we going to do? Uh, oh, this week was the in-depth and interactive. Were you there? Did you see it? It was great. I really enjoyed it. I didn't. I mean, I was involved, but I wasn't involved, if you know what I mean. So, this is the annual event that is um, listeners sat down and throwing questions at the panel of radio hosts. Bob DiGiulio and uh, Mike Bullard, Jim Richards... Jeremy, I'm not angry, I promise, Agar and various other people were on the stage. Um, all the big, you know, the big guns. Yeah, but everyone but, you know, sort of uh, me. And so they were all on the stage uh, taking questions, uh, hosted and fronted by our boss, Mike Ben Dixon. And uh, do you know what? I, at the risk of sounding like a terrible suck-up, I left with this warm feeling of being happy to be in the dysfunctional family that is the News Talk 1010 radio hosts it was really genuinely good i and I, I don't know what my expectations were but they certainly weren't as high as i thought it would be it was really really funny because mike bullard was there and uh, it was also at times very dark because mike bullard was there uh, so it had absolutely everything in it and it was just it was absolutely brilliant and it was really nice to meet a few listeners afterwards as well so if you came along uh, hello to you thanks for coming and uh, i'll be there again next year for sure what a great laugh also i went out for a pint afterwards didn't pay for it because the old boss was there, you see. Felt a bit cheeky because I had two points and everyone else had one. And I didn't know. I didn't know it was a quick point thing. So there's me thinking, 
company card, line them up, bartender. And I had the second one, and he just sort of, sort of shot me that look as if to say, Bell aren't made of money. And I shot him one back to say, yes, they are. And uh, so that was good. And um, it was good. I needed it, actually, because that day was particularly stressful, that day. I had a quite a hard day that day, so it was nice to go out and have a laugh. That day was really weird. I have um, a company called adobetrainingtoronto.com, quick plug there, where I train people Adobe software, right? And uh, so it's cool. You know, I teach Photoshop and InDesign and Illustrator. And uh, I'm quite good at it, or at least I hope I am. I seem to be getting away with having a company teaching it, so I must be all right. And um, a woman booked a course with me who said she wanted to edit her photographs, which is quite you know, quite a, a normal thing to do. And I said, we'll bring them in on a memory stick and we'll go through them. And what tends to happen is, you know, you add, the, you add a bit of lightness, you adjust the contrast, the brightness, the, the saturation, and you learn how to crop and, you know, rotate images and, and change filters and, and put blurs on and all that kind of fun stuff that makes your photographs look sexier. So I knew she was coming in. It was all booked, all squared away. She came in, nice woman sat down next to me and uh, pulled out a memory stick. She said, I'd like, if possible, to edit all 250 photographs now and then I'll leave with the edited photographs and the knowledge on how to edit them, if that's all right with you. And I said, yeah, that's quite normal. Let's, let's do that. And uh, 250 photographs I edited of Auschwitz. Yeah. It's not, it's not a cheerful topic, is it? And that is the biggest understatement I've ever made. Um... Yeah, she'd just come back from a trip to Auschwitz and various other concentration camps in in Poland. And I think she'd also dipped into Austria and Germany as well. And the whole trip that she'd taken was a look back at World War Two. So I had to edit a lot of photographs of Auschwitz, which I, I understand just how stupid it sounds for me to complain about editing a photograph of it and how ultimately self-centered that sounds. But I, I did, after, after lunch, after looking at 250 pictures of various piles of shoes, um, veterans that are still alive, um, and, and people that were locked, uh, Jews that were locked in concentration camps, um, that were telling stories to her. And I'd had to edit the photographs to actually make them more bleak. So we put a lot of them in black and white, and a lot of them like with moody filters and stuff like that. So they were really artistic and beautiful, and told a great story. But my God, did I need a drink after that? I tell you what, it was miserable. I didn't know that you could feel so bleak. Oh, so that was my day, and now I've done a bit like a relationship. I always find this. I just I pass it on to you. You know, it's essentially like a marriage, isn't it? If I have a bad day, I'm bringing all the listeners down. Yeah. You all thought about concentration camps recently? No. Did you feel melancholic on a Sunday? Yes. And I've rubbed that in. It's like you saw the film Shawar, Vinny. What's the film Shawar? It's by Claude Lanceman. He was a French filmmaker. He made a film called Shawar, and it's a 10-hour film about the Holocaust. My goodness. That's yeah. longer than Schindler's List. Yes, it's much longer. I've never seen it. I mean, I'd imagine it would take an emotional toll, though, as just as, just as you experienced, yes. I always think that films should have a cap. Titanic was taking the piss at three hours, wasn't it? Come on. Yes. This, this, uh, sorry, this is a documentary, actually. Too. It's a documentary. It's a documentary. He, I mean, I haven't seen the film, so I can't speak much of it. I know it only by reputation. Roger Ebert did not give it a review because he thought that it was a film that existed like in its own world. Or 
could he not be bothered to watch it? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I can't, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Hi, Vinny, can you review this film? Sure, what's it about? Uh, concentration camps. Right, how long is it? Ten hours. Do you know what? It's in a class of its own. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good It's a good way to get out of it. So if you'd like to be perky and uh, upbeat, then please do. Text in on 71010. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Speaking of perky and upbeat, Eurovision. Now, Eurovision is a song contest, right? It's often shortened to Eurovision, but it's actually the Eurovision Song Contest. It's the longest-running annual TV song competition held primarily among the member countries of the European Union. Uh, and it's been running since 1956. And it's bef- long before Simon Cowell came along and obliterated and ruined pop music for everyone. It, they were doing camp um, glittery sequin music. And I can't remember, I think the last time that Britain won was... I was a kid. I'll have to look that up later. They have won. But very rarely. Ireland have won, like, forever. A lot of people say it's slightly political because you tend to find the countries that win are always the countries that everyone likes, like Ireland. And the countries that don't win are the ones that, you know, quite often bashing their neighbours and involving themselves in war. But, in theory, at least, it's all to do with talent, in theory. Um, It's a bit disappointing when I heard Britain's entry. I'd play you Canada's entry, but they haven't got one. Because last time I checked, it's not in Europe. Although I'm sure you could probably convince a few Americans otherwise. Um, and so there's nothing I can t- I can play you from um, Canada. But being a Brit, I feel I was quite interested in to hear our entry. Um, Britain's duo is called Electric Velvet. That's all right. Uh, they gave it their all. Let's be honest, they didn't stand a chance. Uh, their song is called Still In Love With You. And, um, well, I suppose, really, we should hear a little snippet. See what you make of this. It's like, um, it's like if Tetris was invented in the 20s. Crank it up. Well, don't get on the wrong train. Right. Don't fly in an old plane. Okay. Don't go out in the pouring rain. Huh. You might get wet, I'd be upset. Right. Bound to get sneezes or nasty diseases. Take good care when I'm not there. I'm still in love with you. It's not, it's not the deepest of tracks so far. By the way, I should say, you're listening to News Talk 1010 in-depth coverage of the latest news. And uh, currently, if you just tuned in, we're waiting for a chorus from one of the most painful songs ever written. Is there a chorus? Or is, is that it? Oh, here it comes. I can't wait. Don't walk on the red lights. Don't stay out at midnight. Don't get in a fist fight. That pretty face can be replaced. So that's um, Britain's duo Electric Velvet and their entry to the European Song Contest, which happened over the weekend. Uh, I saw some of it. Obviously, I wasn't going to sit through all three hours knowing that that was one of the songs. That would have been fairly foolish. Uh, Electric Velvet there has been compared to another song. Oh, I wonder what that might be. 
News Talk 1010. All right. Um, so that was uh, Electric Velvet or Benny Hill. They're interchangeable. Um, the winning nation uh, always hosts the Eurovision Song Contest. So, th- so the one that won last time um, was Austria. So it was held in Vienna this year. Because last time, of course, it was won by a bearded Australian... Sorry, Austrian cross-dresser. I can't believe I just made that mistake. I've heard people do that, and I always think, how could you mess up Australia and Austria? And I've just done it. That's coming out of the podcast. You won't hear any of this on the podcast, available at vinniewhite.co.uk. Because I've just spent a good chunk of the show humiliating Americans being terrible at geography, and then I just put Australia in the middle of Europe. Aren't I brilliant? Actually, you'll be surprised. Having said that, maybe it was a slip on purpose. Do you know that Australia was in the Eurovision Song Contest this year? Yeah, they didn't host it, but Australia was a wild card to mark the show's 60th incarnation. Yeah, Australia's Guy Sebastian um, showed the Britons how to do it, finishing fifth. So that is embarrassing. If if you're Britain, one of the most well-known countries in Europe, and you enter the European Song Contest for the 60th time and you get beaten by a country that isn't in Europe. That is fantastic. That shows how bad that song is. Uh, apparently their song was called uh, Tonight Again. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I, 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 you would be forgiven thinking Australia is in Europe, though. If you walk into your average pub in London, you would you would think that Australia is somewhere in Europe. There's more, there's more Australians in, in your average London pub than a, a barbecue full of shrimp served up with 4X on a surfboard with a side salad of racism. They love that. Um, <laughs> so it's really funny, I think, that Russia nearly won. And they didn't win. I'll tell you who won in a moment. But they very nearly did. They came second. Uh, Russia, that other well-known European country. And um, so what's interesting about that, of course, is Eurovision is inexcusably, unabashingly, wonderfully gay. It's, I mean, it makes the village people look a bit butch. It's insanely gay. There's sequins everywhere. Like I said, the last year's winner was uh, a cross-dressing Austrian with a beard, right? A beard and a sequin dress. By the way... Made me question my sexuality, because he, she was gorgeous. I know. I even overlooked the beard. I'd have given it a... Anyway. Um, but that was interesting. And, of course, Russia has fairly recently just decided that all homosexuals are evil with their peculiar new legislation that, uh, that covers um, the what they call propaganda. In other words, that what you know, I'm going to make it really simplistic. What Russia has done is said that talking about being gay could, in theory, encourage someone to be gay that wasn't going to be gay, and that's a bad thing, so we're not going to allow you to be openly gay, which is, like, unbelievably Stone Age and incredibly disappointing. And if you don't believe me, the Russian Orthodox Church called Eurovision, and I'm going to, I'm, this is a direct quote, I'm not making this up, the Russian Orthodox Church called the Eurovision Song Contest repulsive to our soul and our culture. I'll say that again, just in case anyone didn't get that. The Russian Orthodox Church called the Eurovision Song Contest a contest full of people having a good time and singing and dancing, repulsive to our soul and our culture. Don't you just love religion? It is more homosexual than a rainbow flag factory covered in glitter. It is gay, but it's great. I don't know why I have to justify that. It's just fantastic. 
And even as a kid, before I even knew what gay meant, I was like, this is so colourful and spectacular and glittery and show busy. It was fantastic and still is, so why not? I mean, obviously the music's horrific, but that's not the point. So Russia nearly won, but who won? Hmm? Who's going to host it next year? Not Russia. They were number two. Number one, the Schweiz. Sweden. Yeah, for sure, the Schweiz. I love the Schweiz. I think it might be Dutch. Also might be a bit inappropriate. But the Schweiz, they won. They won really good. And so... <laughs> oh, I love the Swedes. Hey, you can take a joke, Sweden. You've got the looks. Right, you can't have everything. Very comprehensive healthcare system yeah, as well. Yeah. Cycle paths. Not psychopaths. Cycle paths. Um, sexy people. Free ferries. I went to Stockholm once. Free ferries. Go wherever you want. Imagine that. Imagine if Toronto City said, right, you can go to the island for nothing whenever you want. Oh, that'd be enough to finish a few people off, wouldn't it? Anyway. Um, I like Sweden. Uh, I like the people. And I, and this is where Elliot and I disagree. I like this song. I do. Elliot, what's your thoughts? Because I asked you to listen to it earlier. What are your thoughts on the winning Eurovision Song Contest song from Sweden? Well, after only one exposure, I, I found myself uh, recoiling. I found there was a nausea feeling. I, I didn't like it. Right. Well, I'd like your text on this. Is this song good or bad or in between? Your thoughts, please, to 71010 on the text message. Hit me, baby. Don't tell the gods I left a mess. I can't undo what has been done. It's run for cover. What if I'm the only hero left? You better fight you off your gun. In sand forever. He said, Go dry your eyes and live your life like there is no tomorrow, son. And tell the others to go sing it like a hummingbird, the greatest anthem ever heard. We are the heroes of our time. We're dancing with the demons in our minds. I mean, it could be so much worse, I'll give you that. Yeah. We are the heroes of and you know it's going to explode in a big, fat, glittery chorus. News Talk 1010, you're listening to the Billy White Show and you're listening to the winning entry from Eurovision. They won, they're Sweden. I'm pumped. That's what I should have listened to after my horrible photograph day. That would have got me right sorted. You sure you don't like it, Elliot? Can I bring you around? I, it's just, you know, it's just so, man, we've heard so much of this stuff before. It's very formulaic. And you're actually, in fairness, you are a musician as well. I do play drums and all these other things. I, the chord progression is very predictable and familiar, like a lot of pop music. It's like, I don't know, people gobble this stuff up for some weird reason. Elliot, you do know we're talking about Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, I know. I mean, we can't have a, like, a 10 minute Chopin. No, it's true. It's not the minute waltz. Um, your text so far. Text in 71010 if you think this song's good or bad. Um, so far, it's repulsive. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, 71010, keep the text coming. Um, I think it's quite nice. Catchy, says someone else. You've got to give them that. Yeah, I know jingles are catchy too, you know? <laughs> like those, and yeah. Hepatitis B as well, I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> one more chorus. We are the heroes of our What does that mean? Someone's texting, sounds like Leningrad Cowboys. Is that a band? I, I don't know them. No. I guess they might be Cowboys from uh, Leningrad. There is a band called Leningrad, just Leningrad from Russia, and they're filthy. They, they're like a punk band. Uh, 536 says, I like it. 042 says, awful song, reminds me of bad high school bands. Worst song. It's about 50-50, as are we, by the sound of it, Elliot, you and I. <laughs> uh, I love it, says someone else. They're from Sweden. You couldn't love it. You can like it. Um, sounds like Aha, says someone. You're not far away, are yeah. you? They were Norwegian, I think. Well, yeah, I believe sorry, so. I, I should say they are Norwegian. I don't think they've died yet. Actually, he was on tour a few years ago, old Morton Harkett, with his chiselled face. He couldn't leave it behind. Um, do you know what was interesting about this? Is how much Vienna, as opposed to you know anywhere in Russia, embraced Eurovision. And they go out of their way to promote uh, lesbian and gay couples. Uh, so much so, and you're, honestly, you're not going to believe... It, uh, Actually, I'm not making this up, I don't think, but it's, it's true. You can look it up if you like. Vienna, in the run-up to Eurovision, knowing that they were going to host it, right, they installed pedestrian crossing lights depicting gay and lesbian couples. It, they actually did that. And I've seen them. There's pictures of them online. Um, you know when you're about to cross the road here and you have to wait for the wee... I think he's a white man, isn't he, here? He's a green man in England. He's a white man here. Racists. And um, when you're about to cross the road, you get the, the wee white man. Which, by the way, it's never a woman, is it? No. Which, that should be 50-50 for a kickoff. Good point. But here, in, well, I say here, in Vienna, uh, in the last few weeks, there's um, two women holding hands with dresses on. You know, they're sort of toilet women. Women from toilet doors, I mean. And um, two men arm in arm, which is quite hard to depict as a series of small LED lights, but they've done it. And the women holding hands have got a heart over their head, in case you didn't get it. So, um, yeah, the lights were erected at 47 crossings around Vienna. Um, they're only temporary, uh, but I don't think it would have gone down very well here. Uh, even, uh, even with Tory, it, it would not have happened. Party officials say the lights, um, which most people like, cost €63,000. What's that in dollars? I, I can I can investigate. Investigate. Let's have a guess. This is quality radio. I'm going to have a go at 59 Canadian. What was the uh, figure again? The figure is uh, 63,000 euro. I'll just get my, my best people on that. It's 85,000 roughly Canadian. Is it really? Yeah. According to the latest uh, market research or market data. Why do we live here? That, our dollar's worth nothing now. 
Yeah. It's going to be like Zimbabwe soon. They'll just be hoiking around wheelbarrows full of Canadian dollars. Which we will then throw into our furnaces to keep our houses warm <laughs> like they did in Germany. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I'm going to the UK this summer. My brother's getting married. It's going to kill me with that exchange rate. I have to revert back to theft. If you like this show, then send a cheque to Vinnie White, care of News Talk 1010, and make 10% to Elliot, because, you know, without him, it wouldn't be very good. Do you know what? If we're going to make money, we've got to play ads. I haven't had a sniff. Should we do that? Uh, keep texting in your thoughts on that song by the Swedish winner. Um, I like it. it. It now looks like I'm in the minority. Um, awful song, terrible song, bad song. Great song. Cheers. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Uh, so lots of texts coming in on that song. Uh, most people now saying they don't like it. So I think I'm losing and Elliot's winning. Um, someone elaborated on that Leningrad Cowboys thing. So they said... Lenin and Grav Cowboys singing Happy Together with the Russian Army Choir. Very cool, but your producer will hate it. Have you managed to get it, Elliot? I am looking forward to this very moment. All right. See how you do. Did anyone also, I'd like to hear from you, if you watched Eurovision Song Contest. I appreciate we're not in Europe, and it doesn't get a great deal of publicity this side of the Atlantic, but would you watch it? Did you watch it? I'll tell you what I saw today. Tory dancing. John Tory dancing. Did you see that? I did. Oh, God. What was the festival? I'm not even sure, actually. Uh, it, was some, it was to encourage dancing. John Tory, by the way, if you don't know, is the newish mayor of Toronto. And um, I don't think I can die inside more than watching a man in a suit, a white man in a suit particularly, dancing. I have to say, to his, in his defence, A, he had a go, and B, he wasn't that bad. But just the concept, and he was on stage, and bless him, he's good, isn't he? He like he can project, I'm enjoying this, even though I know damn well he was not enjoying that. So very good at his job. I mean, I'll give him that. But I, uh, more than a piece of me died inside. Vinny, I have the clip, the Leningrad. Okay, hit it. So a listener says, this sounds like the winning entry. I don't think I've ever heard of Leningrad, Cowboys. Oh, I know this song, though. I do. I think about today and night. It's only right. Vinny, you can't see it, but the singer has this insane hairdo. It's like this big forward pointing tuft of hair. Beautiful. Is this the original? Did they do this? Because I know this song. I just didn't know it was by the Leningrad Cowboys. No, it's a cover. It's I'm trying. I'm blanking on who the original. Is it the Shadows or something? The Monkeys. I, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Okay. Yeah. I see what they mean, though. He's got an army outfit singing with him now. Red Army, I guess. Right. <laughs> okay, that's enough. A lot of vibrato. That's enough. It's getting really weird. This show's always weird, isn't it? Is this the weirdest show on News Talk 1010? I hope so. Yeah, so do I. Um, there you are. And then the Grad Cowboys. If you know the original, that's see if you can beat Elliot and Wikipedia and text in 71010. Who did that originally? I'll give you a free cup of water. I'm already there. Wow. What'd you get? The Turtles. Oh, was it? 
I knew it was the something, and that narrows it down in pop. Sexy spider news now. Scientists have revealed the musical flirtatious side of a common spider. Who knew? You now. Two professors at the University of Cincinnati recorded the percussive courtship display of the so-called purring wolf spider this week. Uh, They played the male spider's calls to females, revealing that they used leaves to transmit sound. They presented their findings to the Acoustical Society of America at the Acoustical Society of America annual meeting this week. Imagine, imagine being a dinner speaker at the Acoustical Society of America and you look out and no one's listening to you. <laughs> uh, the researchers think that this could provide clues about the earliest evolution of sound-based communication. This is actually quite big news. Many ecologists have reported over the years a quiet chorus of spiders in the forests of the United States. Most spiders use and detect physical vibrations, sensing through their legs the presence of one another and of prey and predators. So no one ever knew why spiders sang. No one could work it out until this study. Wouldn't you love to be a scientist? What are you doing Tuesday? Recording spiders to see why they have sex. It's a brilliant job being a scientist. Um, One of the scientists said, I decided I wanted to find out whether the species uses airborne sound to communicate. To do this, he set up a team and a tiny spider recording studio, putting male spiders on different surfaces and recording the sound that the spiders made. Using scent cues from females, the researchers were able to trigger male wolf spiders to purr, a sound they make by dragging a special comb-like stribularity organ across the surface they are on. And no, I looked it up, it's not a penis. A stribularity organ. It's what crickets have got to make noises as well in the legs. Um, they then recorded the playback and sound that they played that to the to female spiders. This ensured that the females were only exposed to the airborne sound rather than the physical vibrations the male produced. In other words, let's make let's get the science out of the way. They wanted to see if female spiders got horny, even when a male spider wasn't around, by playing the sound the male spider made, even though there was no pheromones and scent of the male spider, they got horny. They got horny, horny spiders. I don't know how you judge a horny spider. I can think of a couple of ways. It definitely feels weird thinking about them. But um, they then recorded the playback sound to the female spiders, as I said. This revealed that the serenade would only work both for the source and the recipient if the spiders were on leaf-like surfaces. surfaces. So apparently, if, if a spider's on granite or wood... You didn't know you were going to learn this today, did you? If a spider's on granite or wood... So if a spider's on your kitchen countertop, on a granite countertop, not going to get anyone horny, no matter how loud he calls. Can't be doing with it. But they use leaves as a spider sexy megaphone. Mental. They say, but on a leaf or on parchment or even paper, you get a vibration and you get the airborne sound. What's it sound like? Sounds a bit like um, running your fingernail along a comb, doesn't it? That's as loud as I can really get it. That's uh, your listeners' news talk ten ten. And if ever you wondered, that's the sound a male spider makes to get a girl horny.
So try that tonight with your wife. Uh, spiders have a very special sensory organ in their legs. They're called sensaline in their knees, and that's how they hear, they said. Spiders are crazy, aren't they? Ears in their knees. Fantastic. F I mean, fantastic. Uh, the researchers are hoping to find out if the spiders have adapted to sing through the forest floor, and if this behaviour shows the very early evolution of primitive sound-based communications. In other words, this could be, because spiders are ancient, this could be the first people, well, the first species, to have a chat. Spiders chatting. They started it, because they were knocking about way before we were even upright. Up in, in a hominid sense, not the horny sense. Um, they use leaves as megaphones to tell other spiders how sexy they are, is what they concluded. I like it when scientists use language that they know that people like me will understand. Makes me happy. Um, so apparently if, you, if you're a male spider and you want a bit of sex, get your business going, make a purring noise, make sure you're on a leaf, Bob's your uncle. Gorgeous. You'll clean up at the spider discotheque. Um, spiders may have been the, the first species to chat. So next time you're having a chat, think of a spider. You know, you could actually thank a spider for our communication. But if you do thank a spider, make sure his knees are exposed so he can hear you. Good. Oh, loads of texts saying the turtles. Thank you. A little bit late, because old Elliot and his nimble fingers beat you, but I do appreciate your efforts. I beat all of them. Yeah, all right, mate. Okay. What do you want a pay rise? I won. <laughs> I never knew you were so competitive. <laughs> uh, when we come back, have, have I got to do a break? It's sort of how the show works, isn't it? Yeah, we've got, we've got to play these adverts, and then if you wouldn't mind buying some of the products, and then the money um, funds this. That's how it works. It's mental. Also, speaking of products you want to buy, you know what you need in your life? Elliot, do you know what you need in your life? Vinny, I'm not sure. What, what am I looking for? You know how are your walls at home? Are they bare? They, they don't have enough on them. Wouldn't it be great if you could put some sort of, I don't know, maybe if you've got a cool photograph, it would be good if you could blow that photo up, wouldn't it? Vinny, where would I get this done? Oh, well, in Toronto, there's only really one place I would go to, and that's MrPhotoCanvas.com. MrPhotoCanvas.com. That's great. I, I, I'm so glad I know about this now. What I like about this conversation is it's better than some of our ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. If you want a canvas print, go to MrPhotoCanvas.com, and you pay 50% if you come in and pick it up. Bargain ka-ching. And here's some other ads that aren't quite as entertaining. This is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. So if you're a fan of this show, and why wouldn't you be, for goodness sake? It's all right, isn't it? What's wrong with it? Um, then uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be away a little while, but not for a little while. So a bit of an early heads up and also a request for money. Go with me. I'll, I'll explain what I mean. So Sunday, June the 21st is Father's Day, and I had a friend of mine that died of cancer a few years ago when I used to live in Ottawa. So I always go back there for Father's Day because there's a Father's Day run. It's only 10K, but um, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to raise some money, uh, as I do every year, for uh, cancer research and uh, support for people and families that have uh, suffered or have someone in their family that's suffering cancer. So, uh, yeah, I go to Ottawa every year, and this year I'll be going on Father's Day, Sunday, June the 21st. I'll do the 10K, 
and then I'm going to get on a plane and come back and do this show in the evening. So I'll let you know how it went. If you want to sponsor me, then get in touch with me. And the way to do that is through the News Talk 1010 website. Just the, like five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you can, if you can, you know. Um, so go to newstalk1010.com, uh, look at shows, find Vinny, and that's me, hello, and then follow the links, uh, drop me an email or whatever, and I'll send you a link, and you can give me some cash, well, credit card, um, if you want to help me out with some sponsorship. It's only a 10K, but it's better than nothing, you know, and, you know, I'm not an, an early morning man. It means I've got to get up at six in the morning. I know, it's grim, isn't it? So um, that would be very helpful of you. Now, that show, that Sunday, June the 21st, is going to be my last show for probably, I think, three weeks. I'm not sure, because after that, on the Monday, I'm going to the UK because my brother has selfishly decided to get married and I have to, um, well, I have to go and get drunk. It's the bachelor party in Lisbon, Portugal. So I go to the UK, see him, jump on another plane with a load of men um, that are pretending to be uh, young and uh, go and get drunk in Lisbon, which is uh, fine by me. Seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to do with my summer. Uh, so then I'll be back a few weeks later. I'm not. I'm not in Lisbon for three weeks on the piss. That would be insane. But I'm. I'm there for a little while. And uh, of course, I'm catching up with family while I'm in Europe. So there you go. Although I'm sure you're not that concerned about all of this, because you've got your own life to live. And frankly, you don't get a window where you get a radio station to bang on about your uh, narcissistic plans. So. There it is, if you're interested, stick it in your pipe and smoke it. Now then, when I'm in the UK, I'll be going out quite a lot because I always think, despite the fact that the, the stag do, as we call it, the bachelor party, as you call it, is in Lisbon, I want to go out with my brother a few times on the town. You know, he's a couple of years older than me, but he's tying the knot, let's be honest. None of us are getting younger. And so I want to have a bit of a razz. But uh, I was very pleased whilst Googling today to come up with a fantastic report. I just typed in British nights out and I was thinking, wonder what I can find on the internet to support a good old night out in Britain. And I found this. This is if David Attenborough were to describe a drunken night out on the streets of Britain. This is what it would sound like. It's just after midnight. In traditional British socialising grounds, a male mixes records on the ones and twos. The odd scratch is irresistible. The males are starting to compete for the favours of the females. They're here to pull females with huge pits. These are called booby birds. This small British male listens attentively to the pulsing rhythm. He shakes his body and rubs himself against the female. The female then leaves him. She is seeking a man with bigger muscles, and the male's sexual organ is no bigger than a grain of salt. But nothing deters the males as they consume several times their weight in stellar until they reach the vegetation that they need if they are to lay the females. Eventually, they form pairs. As the males grab the females, their testicles flush red. But all too soon, the staff force both males and females to leave. Getting back home is a major undertaking. The males fight. These females are so full of Stella that they can barely walk. They're desperate for food. This male is in urgent need of a piss. He flashes in the darkness. Nearby, a female starts to regurgitate a mouthful of fish and chips. Life in Britain is not all roses. <laughs> the 
Newstalk1010.com. My name is Vinnie White. You're listening to The Vinnie White Show and you heard David Attenborough there describing a night out in the United Kingdom, which is disastrously, worryingly close to the truth. And I leave you tonight with this news. A woman this week was hit with a bowling ball at work. Poor woman. Yes. On further investigation, this story from nowhere else but the United States of America is just beautiful. A 30-year-old employee of Plamore Bowling Lanes in Alabama triggered a massive rapid response from Decatur Police, or as it's known in uh, Alabama, Police. And uh, when she reported, she was knocked unconscious by a robber with a bowling ball who emptied the company's safe. Oh, terrible tragedy there from uh, Alabama. She said that she did not see her assailant, of course, because she was struck from behind and knocked unconscious. Tragic. When a manager arrived at the bowling alley, he granted the uh, police officer permission to view the surveillance video. He said, I observed Jamie walk into the office. Uh, Jamie then walks over to the counter in the office and picks up a red bowling ball. Jamie is the name of the woman that was apparently so brutally mugged. Uh, Jamie picked up the red bowling ball with her left hand and a cash drawer with her right hand. Jamie proceeded to strike herself twice in the back of the head with a large bowling ball. Uh, She then dropped to the floor where she remained for 13 minutes waiting for another employee to discover her. She's now recovering from the injury to her head that she sustained by smashing herself in the head. I don't know if that's reflective of all of Alabama, but I'm worried that it is. Thank you for listening tonight, uh, and thank you for all your massive input on 71010 on the text. I'll be back next week uh, from 9 through to 10 in the same time, same place, same rough shenanigans. Edward Keenan is next to take you on a magical mystery tour of this fine town and discuss all the goings-on that's been going on. See you later. Bye.